She thinks that happiness is a math that sits on her doorway. Thank you for tuning in. This is Matt Santos, your host of the Mile High Show, and you are listening to episode number 174. I had an especially good time recording this episode today because I was back out at a familiar setting, the patio at Big Daddy E's Barbecue and Catering in Chino Valley, the official, unofficial sponsor of the Mile High Show. Eric Veneer has been very kind to us and took care of us again today. Uh, he has music out there uh, uh, in the patio every Friday afternoon through spring and summer from 5 to 7, I believe. And today he had a new pairing, a new group, an acoustic duo made up of a good friend of mine, Mr. Darren Mahoney, former guest of this very same podcast, and a new friend of mine, Mr. Dennis Bennett. Uh, I've met him a couple of times in and around town, but uh, got a chance to sit down and, and get to know him a little bit better today. The duo, uh, Darren and Dennis, make up Second Chance. Again, it's an acoustic duo. They describe themselves as feel-good music, and and it shows. They were having a real good time out there on the patio. They have paired up for some open mics and some uh, informal shows in and around Prescott and Prescott Valley and Chino Valley over the last few months. They both do solo work uh, around the area, uh, Darren, all over the all over the country, and uh, uh, they also are involved in other bands and things. But this is kind of a labor of love for both of them. They uh, are are having a lot of fun as an acoustic duo. And uh, again, it showed that patio was packed out today. And uh, it was literally standing room only at the patio at Big Daddy E's. You can find out information of Big Daddy E's at BDEBBQ.com and also at uh, BDEBBQ on uh, Twitter and Instagram and uh, and Big Daddy's Barbecue and Catering on Facebook. Links are in the show notes, so check them out. They have been, again, very kind to us at the Mile High Show. Now, having said that, you're going you're gonna to get a chance to listen to, that was some of their intro music uh, from the patio today. The outro will be something similar from today's session. Um but what I want you to do is hang tight because it's going to be about 15 minutes or so. Actually, I could give you a little closer than that, about 16 minutes and 40 seconds or, or thereabout, 16 minutes worth of um, a secondary conversation. And the reason I want to put that right here at the top of the show is because it's very important. I'm going to read you exactly what what we got. I got a chance to sit down with Kara Krieger. She is a, a um, fitness coach and trainer with Anytime Fitness here in Chino Valley and in Prescott Valley. But above that, above what her job is as keeping people healthy, she is actively involved in a fundraiser that's taking place in just a couple of days. Now, don't worry if you're hearing this later. 
uh, you can still help out. The fundraiser is June 3rd, this Sunday, at 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. at the Prescott Valley Anytime Fitness location. It's a workout gym located. I don't know where they're located. It doesn't really matter. Click the link in... um, in the uh, show notes, well, here, let me just pull it up. Prescott, uh, da, 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 da. Anytime Fitness, Prescott Valley. They are located 6715 East 2nd Street, Unit A in Prescott Valley, right off the highway behind Stepping Stones near Glassford Hill and and the highway. This is why it's important. The entire community is coming together to help young Nathan Rendell. Nathan is a 12-year-old boy who was involved in a hit-and-run. He was the victim in a hit-and-run accident just about a month ago, about three weeks ago in Prescott Valley on his way to school. He is still being treated for some very, very serious injuries down in the Phoenix area. His family, the Rendell family, are no stranger to anyone here in uh, in Yavapai County. His dad, Bob, is a captain with CAFMA, the uh, Central Arizona Fire Medical Authority, the fire district up here. And uh, they are very active in the community, in youth sports, and in other programs. And uh, again, Captain Bob is, uh, is constantly putting his own safety at uh, risk to help the community. So... Uh, now that he and his family and his young 12-year-old son, Nathan, are going through what is no doubt one of the most traumatic events of their of their existence, we want to come together as a community to help out. Now, what Kara uh, and uh, the good folks at Anytime Fitness, as well as, and she lists a bunch of them, local Safeways, local artists, local art galleries, musicians uh, like Kenny James, who will be providing live music at this June 3rd fundraiser. So many people are chipping in to help out the family to raise money, and then you can go out and enjoy yourself in the in the sun at any time fitness out in the parking lot this Sunday, um, but as a way to show your support and your help for the Rendell family. Uh, Nathan is going through the fight of his life, so uh, please help him, help the family deal with the skyrocketing medical costs and and give them a little breathing room so they can concentrate on really what's important and that is being by uh being by Nathan's side. So Kara Krieger is one of the organizers of this and I sat down to talk with her for a different project that I'm involved with and that is the Chino Valley Update podcast, a podcast based around the activities uh, in and around Chino Valley for the town of Chino Valley. So I stripped out her conversation with me and we're dumping it right here at the beginning of my second chance podcast with Darren and Dennis because it's that important. We need people to be aware of what the Rendell family and little Nathan are going through. So help out if you cannot make it to the uh, to the uh, event this Sunday, or if you're hearing this late or you're listening wherever you're listening to, uh, never fear. You can help anyway. Go to the GoFundMe page. Hey, that's my alarm yelling at me, telling me I got a job to be at in the morning. Uh, the Rendell Family 
fund at gofundme.com. So gofundme.com slash Rendell Family Fund. And you can help out. Uh, they are actually over their requested goal. But again, this will help them to travel constantly back and forth to Phoenix, where uh, where Nathan is currently, as well as helping with the uh, the uh, recovery process and the recuperation that uh, he will no doubt need, and uh, maybe give uh, give the family a little time off to be together during this recuperation time. So, uh, listen in as I speak with Kara Krieger about the Nathan Rendell fundraiser this Sunday, June third. At Anytime Fitness down in Prescott Valley. And again, participate in any way you can. Uh, and one of the best ways you can do that is by going to GoFundMe.com slash Rendell Family Fund. Uh, check them out and uh, and give them, give them a hand. Here is my conversation with Kara Krieger, followed immediately by my conversation with Darren Mahoney, and Dennis Bennett. Second chance from the patio at Big Daddy E's Barbecue in Chino Valley. Well, thanks, Cara, for sitting down and uh, and making your office here at Anytime Fitness available to me. Uh, right off the bat, let's get into why we're talking. Uh, tell me a little bit about the fundraiser that's happening at the Prescott Valley Anytime Location Fitness Anytime fitness location. <laughs> it works. Yeah, I'm a professional here. Anytime fitness location in Prescott Valley this coming Sunday, June 3rd. Give me a little bit about it. Okay. So we are doing a fundraiser for Nathan Rendell, um, one of our local guys, 12 years old, who was struck by a car on May 7th. Uh, so one from one to five at Anytime Fitness in Prescott Valley. We're going to have a whole bunch of family events um, bounce houses. The fire department is hopefully going to show up, provided they're mm-hmm. not on a call. <laughs> um, we're going to have games. We've had local businesses donate crafts, kite making, uh, water balloon tosses, and possibly a dunk tank. <laughs> not totally sure yet. Um, Kenny James. I don't know if you're familiar oh, with nice. him. Yes, he's, I do know Kenny. Yeah, he's going to come out and sing. Oh, very um, nice. So he's going to put on a little show for a couple hours in the afternoon. Now, again, this is uh, a a family and a fun event, obviously, to raise some money for a not-so-fun circumstance. Let's uh, yes. talk a little bit about what uh, what this is centered around, the family and the circumstances, because I understand it's not just a news item that you heard about. There's a there's quite a close personal connection to you and your family through the school in that. Through Tell me school, a little bit about definitely. what you were telling me. Off mic beforehand. Okay. Um, well, Nathan Rendell, we don't know him personally. I don't. Leanne, um, the owner of the gym, does know the uh-huh. family personally. Uh, it came to my attention, the injury, because my daughter rides the bus with Nathan, and she happened to be on the bus that was right in front of the accident. So she witnessed it happen and contacted me. Um, so Nathan Rendell is a sixth-grade student. 12 years old and he was walking across the crosswalk when he was hit by a vehicle going east on Florentine um, and his father is a fire captain mm-hmm. which I think people are aware of and he was um, flown down to Phoenix Children's Hospital in critical condition um, where he still remains yeah. uh, now and it's still a very serious situation it's going to be a, a time uh, time will tell what's happening with him 
Um, his family is there. His family has been um, incredibly uh, in connection with us in this event and encouraging it and providing pictures. And uh, they'll, some of them will be at the event participating, nice. hopefully getting a photo shoot up of Nathan and his progress just in where he mm-hmm. is and what's going on. Now, no matter what, and we, you know, everybody, I think everybody listening can attest to this. No matter what level of support and insurance and financial things that you have, any time uh, you're dealing with serious and possibly long-term medical conditions, the the costs just escalate and escalate. Seems like they're never ending. So while we're we're confident, of course, the Kafma family and the uh, and the uh, uh, the insurance providers and things are are doing the best they can. This is really a way for the community to come to support. Uh, not just financially, but emotionally, the the Rendell family as they're going through this, because these these bills can just escalate so so quickly and for so long. Uh, again, the fundraiser June third, one p.m. at Prescott Valley's Anytime Fitness location. Not everybody can go. Our our audience reaches across the country. Uh, and obviously not everybody that's listening to this can attend, but there's other ways people can participate, not just in the auction, the silent auction, but also in direct, uh, direct donation process. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This, um, I think Nathan's sister said it best when she said, this isn't going to be a sprint. This is going to be a marathon. So this just because the event is over on June 3rd, doesn't mean that their need for support from the community is over. So, uh, while we do have a silent auction running during the event, anytime after that, people can come in with donations either to the gym and they can come in with cash or checks directly to the Rendell family and we'll make sure that they get it. Um, or they can, on the GoFundMe page, you can search Rendell Family Fund, fund um, R-E-N-D-L, and they can make donations there that will go directly to the family as well. And we'll have a link to that, uh, that GoFundMe account on the show notes here and also online uh, on the prospective websites of where we're putting this podcast. Uh, and also at the Anytime Fitness Facebook page, you had mentioned that there's some information on there that you're continuing yep. to run. Yep, absolutely. And we'll we'll keep that GoFundMe link up there and people can get to it directly from the site. How long have you been associated with Anytime Fitness? I got it right that time. Yeah, <laughs> I think probably five years now. Oh, nice. Five years. And we've done a lot in the community, especially in this case, is so incredibly yeah. supportive. I've I wanted to touch this. on that because every, it seems as though every large event, uh, specifically a lot of them dealing with the schools and uh, youth athletic programs and things of that nature, we see that Anytime logo, Anytime Fitness logo. Uh, the the local ownership here for Anytime Fitness, so you've worked with them pretty pretty in, intensely I have. through your time. Yes, definitely. They seem to be very in tune to keeping the roots in the community, taking care of the community, and sharing their resources uh, with it. So that's, that's much appreciated. Uh, from I, I personally work with a lot of the school districts around here and a lot of the, uh, the organizations, and uh, that the Anytime Fitness logo is a constant companion to most events, uh, fun ones as well as, uh, as support ones like this fundraiser on June 3rd uh, in Prescott Valley. Um, 
what tell me a little bit about the organization and your dealing your dealings with anytime fitness what are what are some of the the pluses that you see cuz there's no shortage of where people can go to work out no, what makes no. anytime fitness stand out um they it's just a family it's yeah. really a family you get in there and I, I i went through a stage in my life where i was really ill um and i had stopped working out i was at home a lot i didn't do much of anything and then i decided i need to get healthy and i put it in my own hands and i went there and they took me in like i was family and they walked me through and this was before i was teaching anything Mm -hmm. um and the stronger i got and the more i saw healthy positive outcomes with exercising with yoga with any of their programs um I just went kind of nuts and got certified in everything to teach. And now it's just second nature. It's a, it's a way of life now. But they are a family. And anytime um, someone in the gym, whether it's a member or an instructor, an employee, they are the first ones to go and help. Nice. Um, and we've done a lot of these kind of things for, for community members. Yeah. And they're incredibly supportive. What... Um Again, some of the you had mentioned previous. We got Kenny James going to be playing some mm-hmm. music. Some other organizations. Run through a few of the other folks besides Anytime Fitness who are uh, stepping up and 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 helping this this June third fundraiser to come about. What are some of the other organizations? Well, we've got um, like you said, Kenny James playing some music. We've got Safeway who's donating all um, cakes, cupcakes, desserts, and things like that. Uh, and then you can stay at the gym and work all that off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, it's a two-in-one. It's a two-for-one. Um, and then we've got Shamrock Farms. They've donated all the meat. Mm-hmm. Um, Pepsi has donated all the drinks. Frito-Lay has donated all the chips. Um, there's so many. And my windows yeah. and doors is coming, and they're setting up tables for crafts to make kites and different kinds of things for oh, the nice. kids to get involved with. So it's really been a lot. There's a lot of companies. Multifaceted oh, yeah. activities going on that day. And those are people that are, I mean, that's not even counting those who have donated to the silent auction. There are so many companies who have donated amazing things. What, what, are, some of the, uh, what are some of the items that people can be bidding on? Um, there's artwork. There are gift baskets. There is a Tiffany lamp, which is my favorite for Kay's <laughs> lighting. Um, beautiful lamp that people can bid on. Um, there's a basket full of lottery tickets. Oh, wow. I mean, people are getting really creative. There are just, there's, there's so a television. I mean, there's tons, yeah. tons, massages, <laughs> everything, anything you can imagine. <laughs> Again, a really good representation of the community, how it comes together in time of need over, over the, uh, the last several years, definitely we, we in the, in the quad city, Cinco city areas up here in Yavapai County have gone through some trials, uh, the the local fire districts, of course, are no stranger to that. I mean, going back, you know, five years to the uh, to the Yarnell tragedy and other other items, other incidences that have happened. And again, we don't want to gloss over the trials that people go through, especially the Rendell family. This is obviously a, a, a very tough and hard time for them and their son. But if we are to look at the silver lining to to tragedies, it's the way that the community comes together, not just individuals, not just friends and neighbors, but our companies and our organizations and our corporations that are based and work out of Yavapai County really come together. 
and uh, and really show why this is such a great area to live in. And uh, we want to thank Anytime Fitness and Cara yourself for uh, for taking part in that and making making us all realize why it's so special to live in this area. Um, we're looking forward to it again. Let's capture it. The Rendell family, and it's Nathan Rendell. Nathan Rendell, yeah. Uh, you have a couple of social media hashtags for people to show their support. We do. And we let's do. just go through that flyer. We'll put that picture up there as well. The fundraiser, June 3rd, Anytime Fitness in Prescott Valley. Got it right again. Yep. At 1 p.m. It's going to last for a few hours, but give, give a couple of more of the details, the address, phone number, things of that nature. So, uh, like you said, it's going to run from 1 to 5 p.m. Anytime Fitness in Prescott Valley, uh, Sunday, June 3rd. Our exact address is 6th address, address, <laughs> six, I'm seven, contagious. <laughs> seriously, 6715 East 2nd Street, and it's in Suite A. It's right behind uh, the Stepping Stones okay. thrift store there. Um, and I know on Instagram, the hashtags are pray for nay, N-A-Y, uh, pink for Nathan. And I should mention this, but this is another good way to contact mm-hmm. should people want to donate after the fundraiser. We have a Gmail account set up, and it's pinkfornathan at gmail.com. Perfect. And, and I get- check that regularly, and anyone who wants to donate or uh, get in contact for any reason, that's a very good way to go. Very nice. Thank you again. And again, to stress to anybody listening, while this is a an afternoon of, of a lot of fun and activities going for a good cause, the support needs to extend past June 3rd. This will be something the Rendell family will be, will be dealing with and uh, adjusting to for some time to come. So don't forget that... Uh, that uh, your help goes a long way, and it doesn't end at 5 p.m. on June 3rd. Keep it going. Uh, support where you can, and just get involved. This is a great area to live in, so please get out, stretch your, stretch your friend muscles, and get to know your neighbors, get to know your community, and look for ways in any way that you can help and uh, make someone's life a little better, because it'll make your life a little better as well. Anything else you want to hit? Uh, no, just a big thank you, though, to the community, actually. Just a really big thank you. I feel blessed to live where I do, and I think this family feels it strongly in Phoenix right now. So yes. just really appreciative from Anytime Fitness, myself, Leanne. All right. Well, thank you. Kara Krieger and the good folks at Anytime Fitness. We are sitting in Anytime Fitness right here in Chino Valley. What's the address here? Oh, dear. (laughs) It's on the highway. Oh, dear. Hold on. I've got... (laughs) This one is... 759 North Highway 89 in Chino Valley. Stop by 24-7, staffed Monday through Thursday. I'm reading it backwards on the wall, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m., 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Ring the buzzer, find out what it takes to uh, become a member at Anytime Fitness. They are open 24-7. Got a good crowd in there right now. Uh, People of all ages... Oh, out see there my working in. Out and there? Is that your your <laughs> yep. son? Yep, they're here. Working <laughs> out, getting healthy, and uh, and making uh, making our area just a better place to live. Cara, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Matt. Well, that was it. Thank you, Cara. And uh, please visit the GoFundMe page at gofundme.com slash Rendell Family Fund. And now here is Second Chance, Darren Mahoney 
and Dennis Bennett from the patio at Big Daddy's Barbecue. All right, we're good to go, Mr. Bennett. All right, Darren. go ahead. Thanks for hanging out. Dennis, Mr. Bennett. It is a pleasure. Yeah, we had a nice little chat while we were waiting for your roadie to show up. How are you? You here to yell at these guys? Make them, make these them. Got Mr. Wayne on Bumblebee here. We're doing we, a podcast radio deal here. We want you to kick out. We, <laughs> Wayne, this is Dennis. Dennis. Hey, how you doing? We want you to yell out all of your favorites and treat them like a jukebox. There Every once in a while, I'll throw a quarter Thanks, up Wayne. there. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that probably won't work. <laughs> testing, testing. So we had a Dennis and I had a nice little chat while we were waiting for the roadie to show up, the hired help. Oh, uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us, Darren. Thank and you very late. much. Late, late. He just walked in ten minutes before showtime. Nobody's counting here. <laughs> So what's news with you? You yeah. get to go into the knife pretty quick. Yeah, I am. Next uh, Wednesday, i not happy to say, but I'll be uh, getting carpal tunnel surgery. So I'm going to be out of commission for probably, well, till August is when we're, we're starting to book in the middle of August. Oh, you're going to be dormant September. for that long, So huh? this is actually our our big, you know, blowout little show here, and uh, we're going to tease everybody. and The final farewell tour. Yeah, the farewell tour. We've not even had one full show yet. <laughs> I thought it was a beta test. So what's yeah. that? What's that like? What's the recoup like for that? Are you going to be like completely immobile? Is it one arm, two? They're going to do, do this arm first, and then my left arm, and then left. two weeks later they'll do my right. Yeah, yeah. So the overall tile hits you into August, so you don't you right. don't straighten right. it out. And I and they said I don't have to do much therapy on it, you know. So they'll say I'll know when I can start yeah. moving my fingers and maybe you know I'm pr- my calluses are going to be gone so I'll have to rebuild those again and do all that yeah. but you know it has to be done I've been fighting it for about 15 years start calling you Darren Stein or, Darren or Stein. Frank and Mahoney. I'm going to ask him to hit that Chet Atkin ligament so they'll <laughs> that'll make me play like Chet Atkin so is that from playing or is that it's from, from the rodeoing what? and the, yeah. the playing and you know the, uh, sitting on a bar stool for you know playing guitar and <laughs> oh, carrying okay. equipment as a, a roadie does and uh, so yeah it's, it's it's just a combination of everything getting old and all that yeah now, Dennis, like yes, I said, we had a nice little chat uh, earlier. Give me a little of your history. You have, uh, from from listening to you play the the few times I have, uh, specifically over at Thumb Butte, and, and, and I can't remember where else I caught you for a little bit. My assumption is you had been playing nonstop for years, and this was your vocation with the skill level you were, you were showing. What... Uh, that is not the case. <laughs> no, actually, I haven't. I, I, uh, I started out as um, probably like a lot of kids back from my generation where uh, their parents put, shoved them on accordion when they were about five years old, and that happened. I couldn't fight that off till I was about seven, and I picked up a trumpet, and I played that successfully all the way through high school it's with drum and bugle corps and with uh, marching bands and jazz bands, and uh, sat first chair at that, and... I got now, to college. Why, well, drop back a little bit. Why, why trumpet? What was the? Was, was that an attraction for you, or was it just this is what your parents handed you, or what? No, it was rebellion against that accordion. I mean, the, the trumpet <laughs> okay, was trumpet was back. cool. How'd yeah. the accordion come up? <laughs> the accordion was just uh, uh, my mother hung around the American Legion, and uh, there was this um, McMahon's accordion studio back then, and they were national. They had yeah, they were selling accordions and selling lessons everywhere, and. Uh, at that time, back that was 1960 time frame. Yeah, know, maybe. Well, actually, a lot earlier than that, 55. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, I wish I had it today. 
Yeah. I wish I had stayed with it. So what what were you playing? When I, you know, cause for most of us knuckleheads, when we think accordion, we either immediately gravitate to Weird Al and kind of parody songs or like polka mariachi style stuff. What were you playing? There was polka. There was also just regular good old stuff. And my mother was a big fan of uh, shows back then like Jack Benny. Mm-hmm. I was named after Dennis Day. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and it just... That kind of stuff, and, and uh, so pretty much whatever my mom told me to play, that's what I would learn to play. You have a much deeper voice than your namesake, Dennis yeah. Day. He had that really high pitch. Yeah, well, he was yeah. Irish though, so yeah. am I. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was good. So what? Uh, what was that like, little kid? Girl, you grew up in Southern Cal. Southern California. I grew up as a. Um, I lost my mother early, so I came up pretty much as a juvenile. Dank Lake um, went surfing all the time. I was a big surfer. Okay, so um, you're a, a, an accordion playing surfer. In the hard surf culture of Southern Cal in the 60s, what, you gotta remember, what was that like? <laughs> the, the accordion lasted two years. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I I uh, came back to school, always played trumpet. I dropped it during the summer because I was always surfing. And uh, um, that, like I said, that was kind of my music thing. And I dropped that the first year of college when they told me I couldn't um, play in the jazz band while, without being in the marching band. Huh. So I said, uh, yeah, I don't think that's going to work. So I quit, put down the trumpet, never picked it up again. Yeah. Another mistake. Do you, do you try and work anything like that into your uh, music now at all? Are you I, tempted? I, I actually bought a trumpet yeah. and uh, bought a nice used trumpet, got it all refurbished, and uh, played it for a day, and that was about it. I, uh-huh. I thought, I can't, my lips aren't going to take this. Who are you hollering over, Dennis? Or Darren? You know what? I'm going to let you take this just for a second. I'll be right back no, here. Go I'm going to talk to somebody real quick. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> Gets here late, leaves early. Typical. <laughs> so basically after that, I uh, I, uh, I lost college my first year. I got kind of booted out of that too. But then I ended up being picked up by an engineering company that was hiring at the time. Um, and they sent me to school for uh, well over a year because I kept acing the classes. Uh, right place, right time. Yeah. Got lucky and... and uh, and uh, about three years into that, uh, it was during the generation of uh, peace and love and hippies, and I was one, and, and uh, decided to go live in Europe for a year. What age was this? When did you I was over? 20 when I went over there. Yeah. And uh, turned 21 there. I ended up buying my first guitar. Actually, it was a gift. I uh, got my first guitar in Europe, and um, that's uh, when I first picked up guitar and kind of was a campfire player yeah. after all that. Yeah. So what was your first stop in Europe? Where'd you land? I landed in uh, uh, Frankfurt. Yeah. Um, spent the night in the park. Um, headed straight to uh, France. Uh, had a real rough time at the border there because I was a long hair back then. Uh, what year were we talking? 70? Yeah. And, um, height height up, of the Vietnam War. Did that play a part in your going to Europe? <laughs> uh, Vietnam was played a part in my entire life yeah. as well as it did anybody back from then. Yeah, sure. It was tough. Did you serve? I did not. No? No, I did not. Was, was that related to you going overseas? No. No, it actually wasn't. Uh, I ended up with a deferment. But uh, oh. I had a lot of friends who uh, uh, did serve. I had a lot of friends who didn't come back also. Yeah. So, you know, it was a tough time then. But, Very tough but time, But that was my yeah. generation. And, and um, so I was more of the uh, definitely on the uh, protester, yeah. hippie type side of that mm-hmm. whole culture then. Now... You got a few years on me. I mean, I was I was born in '66, but definitely recall the the tail end in elementary school and stuff as the as the 
the war over there came to an end and, and the different protests on the news and things, but obviously not aware and, and attuned to what was going on in the States. But obviously I've been able to absorb some of that through documentaries and movies and things. What was the feeling overseas then well, you, regarding uh, the Vietnam uh, War uh, conflict, uh, whatever we call oh, it? You, basically, being along here overseas, I was disliked in a lot of places. Really? Yeah. Um, Switzerland gave, gave, gave me a lot of trouble. France. Um, I ended up uh, living in a commune over there for a while. Um, and um, so Spain was friendly. I mean, there was a friendly place you go and other stuff. But it was all an experience back then. Yeah. I, mean, things, I did things you couldn't even do today. But that same period, you know, was also a uh, huge influence on the uh, music, too. Yeah. You know. And what was that was your first guitar that you picked up over there? Yep. At 20 years old, what were you playing? You said campfire stuff. What were you, folk music? I, I went right into uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash yeah. type music, stuff like that. And, uh, Neil Young. Um, but I also got pretty influenced with bluegrass, bluegrass back yeah. then, too. Uh, just really liked it. Long Black Veil, all of those. Yeah. Know. What, I'm back. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. <laughs> saying hi. People are showing up. I have to say hi. So I like. <laughs> but uh, so, how long were you over there? I was over there a full year. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, lived over there for a year on thirteen hundred dollars. All right. Got and, uh, booted out of college after one year. Yeah. For for you tried surfing. to major in surfing. I was. And yeah, that wasn't yeah. on the curriculum. <laughs> it wasn't. I, I got uh, booted for uh, non-participation. Yeah. Yeah. So what, uh, how would you compare a four-year secular degree that you could have gotten to a four-year degree traipsing through Europe? Oh, well, you know, it's, it's like I, I tell everybody, I was, I'm a very lucky person. Yeah. I'm uh, very blessed I was in the right place, the right time, all the time, really. I mean, I could have, I could have been in the same position. I see a lot of my friends yeah. that ended up in very bad places so are uh, not around. So yeah. just very lucky. I got a... Great wife, 33 years. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, so, I mean, everything worked out very well for 85, you were married. Very happy guy. Huh? Yeah, yeah. 1985? Uh, 1985, yes. 85. Yeah. I, we just hit 23 years, yeah. so it's 95. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're right. So that's the only reason I can think that fast on the on the addition and subtraction. Yep. So you come back to the States, what happens? Uh, did you, did you come keep, back to the States, I decided I still, I still didn't want to be an engineer. Uh, <laughs> so I ended up being a sail maker and a cabinet maker and... Uh, but I got back in engineering, and then uh, I had a few guitars, but had very little stuff. And moved back to LA uh, with an opportunity to get back in engineering, and uh, immediately got all my uh, guitars stolen up in Compton. <laughs> and uh, so then it took me it no. took me a little while to get back on my feet. But I yeah. picked up another guitar and uh, played that for a while. But then uh, the business took over, uh, yeah. so again I put it down. And then I ended up uh, moving up to Washington, met my wife. Um, children um, and uh, all of that put it went aside and started yeah. playing again about 10 years ago actually so only last 10 years really do you, do you get serious into it Got at serious. that point or yep, getting, still just playing around getting, getting serious getting in bands um, um, studying studying it seriously yeah and you've been here in uh, northern Ari- or whatever Arizona northern Arizona Yavapai County about three years you said yeah three years solar house a little over four years ago up in uh, Washington and moved into motorhome and, and yeah. uh, traveled around till we found uh, where we wanted to be finally. My wife and I wouldn't agree on anything. Yeah. And, but one day she said, uh, I really like it here in Prescott. And I said, hot damn, and so do I. Get, getting back in tunes, it sounds like, with your hippie roots, hopping in a 
in an oversized VW bus motorhome. So it was. I was just it, cruising around. It was more of a uh, very lux- luxury. I call it glamping. Yeah. So, yeah you How'd know. you hook up with this pirate? <laughs> you know, that. how did we meet? I'm not... Uh, was it at an open mic, or you came out and I worked on your guitar? I saw you or something, and you brought your guitar out and oh, I worked actually, on I it. Think, I think I actually uh, solicited this guy and wanted to know if he would be interested in... Uh, Jamming, and I think that's how it all started. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Now you are uh, currently doing solo stuff, and Darren's involved in a lot of projects in that, but your joint project, Second Chances, you got yes. that right? Yep, that is right. Second Chance? Where, sec, second Chance? Yes. Uh, you got a Facebook page? Where, we else, have a Facebook where else can page. folks find out about you? Uh, we, well, on mine, Darren Mahoney, Facebook, and on my website, darrenmahoney.net, and then as. Uh, Dennis was saying here, Second Chance has a Facebook. I think you got, is it looking up number two, then ND, second? Yeah. We'll that, put a, I'll put a link in the notes. Put a link in it. And um, yeah, right now, and we're going to be doing some promotions and stuff. We're hoping to have a couple video shots to release and do some radio interviews until my hands gets healed up. Yeah. And then, you know, come, I think we have our first gigs in September at El Gato. We're nice. playing in Elgato. Beautiful yeah, we're, patio we're actually, out there. And actually, in September, gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. And we're actually going to be back here, if you're feeling well enough, uh, August 3rd, back here at, uh, at Big yeah. Daddy E's. Yeah. Now, Second Chance, what's the, uh, what's the uh, significance of that name? Well, with I me, think it's, mo- I, it's more about our, I mean, me and Dennis have both been through some life-changing things that uh, literally we were given second chances yeah. in life. I mean, they were life and death kind of issues. And when for, we met and we talked, we, we had a lot of similarities in our stories. For details on what Darren went through, drop back milehighshow.com. There's uh, an episode from several months ago where we delved a little deep in there, but capsulated it in a few sentences. I had stage four liver cancer with uh, METS into my lung and spleen, and it gave me about three months to live. Yeah. And, and how long ago was that? That was in 96. So they were liars. They were liars. That's why you stay away from doctors. That's They're right. just liars. And, I, and they I tell my, you you got to lose weight. I got my stuff. second chance, and I hit the floor <laughs> running every day with yeah. it, you know. And what's your, what's your significance well, me, on the uh, second chance? Basically life on. And like I said, I've been in the right place, you know, right time all the time. Yeah. So, And uh, could have gone awry a lot of different places. But uh, yeah. And then also I've got a cardiac uh, situation where I've got nine stents and one short artery. Oh, that uh, So I'm full metal jacket in that one. And, then, uh, and so right now I'm kind of waiting around for that to uh, get to the right right place in my life to where it's clogged up just the right amount so I can go ahead and go with a bypass and we'll get that huh. finalized off. I don't know when that's going to happen, but I suspect it will happen within the next six months or so. Really? Yeah. Wow. So I've got this project with Second Chance. I'm also in with Claws and Effect in town also. Uh-huh. Uh, another project, so but everybody's aware of it that uh, I may just drop out for a short time. Yeah, yeah. drop out, get better, and come back. Yep, nice. Yep. Now you've been getting a lot of uh, stage and mic time over at Thumb Butte Distillery. Yep, with Claws and Effect as well as uh, the the Ping Brothers open yep. mic and that's, stuff. That's true. T- tell me a little bit about what we what we talked off mic about your inauguration into the music scene here when you got here three years ago. Like or, I, or in your visits yeah. before that, what was your first take? What was your first impression of the music scene here? Well, we were traveling around, and, and uh, I really wanted to find some place that had. You a guys decent, keep talking. I gotta go get ready for decent, the show here. I'll get everything ready. So you talk to Dennis. Music, the music scene uh, up in Bellingham, where I came from. Yeah, uh, it was good, and I'd played with uh, a couple bands up there and did open mics and other stuff up there too. Um, we came into town. Uh, like I said, my wife said she liked it. I liked it. And uh, even before that, I went down to the first open mic. I had, when I hit town, I went down and hit uh, 
the one there at the birdcage with uh, that Thursday the, the night Don, Don Cheek. Cheek. Yep. And uh, uh, I introduced myself. He uh, put his arms around me, embraced me in the neighborhood. Doug Ping was there the same night, did the same thing. And because of those two gentlemen, really, it's, it's like uh, I said, shoot, I just hit Nirvana when yeah. I came to the music scene. And I, I, I think it really proves out that way. If, if um, uh, you just hang in there, you, you really kind of just follow this music scene a lot. There's just so many opportunities to do so many different things yeah. and so many different people to play with and meet. Uh, it's really exciting here and never bored, and I'm, I'm busier than I've ever been. Nice. Uh, Drew Hall, I'm, I'm, I'm one of his students. Uh, I've been trying to learn lead guitar. and uh, What a fascinating player me. he is. Yeah, he is a great player. And uh, another guy who just uh, is really supportive and, uh, and helpful and, uh, and I, I believe actually seriously hoping that uh, we do well here. Yeah, now your your influences. What do you What are you guys playing with Second Chance? What What genre? We, we play. Uh, shoot, we play everything from uh, uh, Garth Brooks to U uh, two. Uh, yeah, and we're in between. We we uh, play some of the stuff that's pretty straight up. You'd recognize it pretty mm-hmm. soon. Uh, quickly, uh, other things. Uh, yeah, we uh, we came up with this term. We kind of chanceify it, and, and yeah. it's, it's different. Um, but then you you catch on what it is, and uh, people seem to really like the grooves we put on it. You mixing any originals in, or not? On, not on this. Not, yet? not, not right now. Okay. No, no. But uh, Darren's got some. We are actually we're going to be playing three of his originals. Of course, he does. He has a wonderful career. And yes. instrumental music. And so we're actually going to pull out some of those tonight. Oh, I'm going nice. to jump on the cajon with that. Um, and uh, it's going to be, the audience Explain is really going to like that. What? Well, a cajon is uh, basically a, a, a box, I believe. It was uh, developed in the Caribbean years and years ago. A uh, very uh, inexpensive instrument that started out from shipping crates on the dock. Yeah. And. Uh, but uh, now it's a tuned instrument. It's got a hole in it. You sit on it, and uh, you can get all kinds of different effects out of it because nice. it's got snare wires in it, and uh, it's also tunable. So it's it's nice. a very cool instrument. Dan Seaman, uh, yep. you know Dan. He's, yeah, he I, plays I, with Kalina. I, I see I know. him playing that a lot. I was at uh, at uh, and I'm sorry, Dave, if I forget, is it Dave Whitley? Yep. At the Birdcage on Wednesday nights. Yeah. Right when I walked in uh, a couple nights ago, there was a uh, a couple playing up on a singer songwriter uh, jam session, and the the gentleman was was playing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what uh, what's in store for you guys once you hit running? Do you want to take this on the road? Do you want to stay kind of local? You know, uh, I think I think we're kind of more interested in staying local right now. You know, like I've got a couple projects here that are local projects, including this one, and and. Uh, um, you know, I, I don't know that I'm really up for touring or yeah. traveling or doing too much on that. I think uh, I think hitting all the areas around here from uh, Sedona, Flagstaff here would all be within the realm. But uh, we're just starting out. Yeah. We don't know what's going to happen. Having fun with it. We're having fun with it. We'll see if people actually like us, and then we yeah. take it from there. That, uh, that Thumb Butte Distillery on Sundays has turned into... A real premiere show over there that packs out. It is lines that is. whole stairway back there, and the the quality of musicians that show up and play. Just, aside from who's playing, you look yeah. out in the audience, and yeah. it's the cream of the crop from the local music scene. You got Kenny James there. Yeah. You got Don. You, you got so many good players there. Irvy, so many good 
people coming in there. That it, it's really good. And uh, and don't forget Don's on Thursday yeah. night. That's uh, that's just a wonderful showcase. Yeah. And uh, uh, I'll tell you what, you you drop in there a little before it's over. And yeah. that stage is just full. It's just wonderful. That is a treat. When I first stumbled across that several years ago, yeah, uh, I was blown away. Coming from an area which had a fairly vibrant music scene, the open mic on Thursdays at the Birdcage, led by Don Cheek, is as good or better than paid gigs that you would pay ticketed gigs in the Bay Area. Oh, there's, night, incredible. there's, nights, there's nights there that are unbelievable. Yeah. And, I mean, just unbelievable. Uh, boy, the people that drop in there is just great. Now, at Thumb Butte, oh, I want to say a month or so ago, I, I lucked out and was there for a special treat. You had a special guest singing with yeah, you guys. Yeah, yeah. My, my daughter, she came in and uh, she was in from New York City. My daughter is a Broadway uh, star. Um, been in seven Broadway shows. She's currently in Plugger, uh, who Come is she? From Away, Julie Ryber. Yeah. And you can catch her at julieryber.com. And uh, that's a R-E-I-B-E-R, Julie Ryber. And, uh, yeah, just she's the uh, love of my life, of course. And, and uh, Incredible um, voice. Yeah, yeah. So whenever I, I get a chance, I'll showcase her anytime yeah. I can. You bet. She any, was, times, uh, any plans for her coming back for a visit or? Oh, she'll be coming back. We live here now, and we got nice. grandbabies. She's yeah. got grandbabies, and they come back. And uh, yeah, we you, most certainly, and whatever, whenever she comes back, I know she's welcome in the town because the community's yeah. already heard her. Yeah, it was incredible yeah, to yeah. hear her take that mic. It was just it blew me away, yeah, and what a treat it was to kind of stumble in that day. Yeah. Like uh, uh, Doug Ping just—he told me he says, "Man, she's just total pro." Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, nice, Dennis. We want to let you take the stage here. All right. And uh, I'm going to use, i got to talk to Darren, but I'm going to try and bumper this intro and outro with uh, something from tonight. Okay. Again, Second Chance on Facebook. We'll put a link in there. Yep. Um, and what are the other projects you're involved in? I'm also involved with Claws and Effect. And then uh, whenever I get a chance to do a little solo work, I certainly nice. do that too. So, yeah. so the best bet is, uh, is follow Second Chance on Facebook. And then better yet, just cruise the row, cruise Thumb Butte Distillery, uh, the birdcage, and you never know when Mr. Oh, Bennett might you, take the stage. Yeah, you can't go wrong in this town, regardless who's on stage. There's going to be something happening almost every night, except probably Monday. Other than that, uh, you, you, <laughs> you're going to find something somewhere. And there's a lot of other venues off the road also yeah. that have really good stuff. You look at the Windsock. Yes. Uh, on the weekends there, you get Sir Harrison playing down there. Just other people are just I'll be incredible. out there in a couple of days with Scott O'Neill about the Blues Jam. Nice. We'll be sitting down with him. So, well, Dennis Bennett, thank you for taking time to sit down. Darren Mahoney, thanks for walking by us several times and showing up late. And thanks and to Eric welcome. Veneer from Big Daddy's for letting us take up space on his patio. And I'm going back to see just as soon as I can because I lift my heart to Corner of Eastern
Cause I 